you just said that I prefer my pizza sauce from a jar. Is that what you said, Colin? Uh, it may have been. everyone welcome to the Depiance podcast uh, i think we're calling this one pepperoni i'm not sure we got a lot of names for it anyway i wanted to introduce our guests i'm your host anthony lusati uh i've been active in DPI for quite a long time some of you might have seen me on the twitters and stuff but anyway we have yaz who I know is a pizza maximalist. He has very strong opinions. Uh, he's kind of not, he's kind of a jerk. And then we got Colin, you know, he's a little less deep high maxi. He's a little more flexible on these things, but I'll let them talk about themselves. And guys, if you could just introduce yourselves uh, shortly, tell us maybe what deep high means to you. That would be great. Uh, Yaz, go first, because you're the maximalist, so I'm going to favor you. As any good podcaster does, he favors one guest over the other. Uh, naturally. Alrighty. Thank you for the intro. Um, yeah, so I'm Yaz. Um, I'm a pizza maximalist. Um, I believe the real pizza only belongs in New York and not in the tri-state area. Um, so yeah, Anthony was right about me being a jerk. <laughs> so what does DPI mean to me? DPI means that anyone can take a recipe all around the world for pizza, like a margarita, let's say, and they can run it, you know, anywhere in the world. Like you don't have to have like the authority to make your own pizza. You know, you don't have like, you don't need permission. You can just like bake your own pie. And that's like the most decentralized concept in the world. So then in your opinion, when you make a pizza, as long as the recipe you're using is open and you're free to do it, and you're just one person using ingredients sourced maybe from one store, that's still decentralized to you. It is. Um, it, and I think a way that you can ensure decentralization of pizza is like, I created a thing called the DPI license. Um, so any recipe that you come up with, you can ensure that it re remains decentralized in the sense that, you know, people can borrow that recipe, modify it. They don't have to use buffalo cheese if they don't want to, which is what the ABPN is enforcing everyone to do in Italy. But that's a different story. Okay, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting take on DPI. Of course, I think you're 100% wrong, but I'm going <laughs> to remain unbiased. And let's move on to our next guest, Colin. Kind of get, Colin, what does DPI mean to you? Please, you know, try try to be a little more reasonable. I'll, I'll try to be a bit more reasonable. So I'm I'm into rich piefulness. Um, so I think that uh, pies need to be near Turing complete, but um, it's real real important that we can also everybody can plug into this with their computer and pass pizza around. Um, we need to be able to send pizza electronically from one side of the planet to the other at minimal cost and, and anybody that gets in that way is a problem. And we also need to be able to raise money for new types of pizza uh, through non-fungible pizza tokens. Okay, now you threw out a lot there. What do you mean electronically sending a pizza? You mean like how Yaz said where you're sending you know, the recipes or, or what are you talking about? No, no, I want the pizza to go through the internet. How, how do you propose we accomplish this, Colin, exactly? 
Are you serious? That, that's not important. Like, have you ever seen the, the PDF? 3D printing? Yeah, you can 3D printer. 3D printer is a great idea. That's one way to do it. Um, also, just folding it straight into the DPI code, um, because you know, like at at one end when you when I send you my recipe for the unicorn pizza, uh, at, like you might not have a unicorn next to you to like go out and make sausage out of. So I need to be able to send you like my local unicorn, and it needs to be rebroadcast on your side. So electronic throwing of like the whole pizza. Okay. Do you own a unicorn? I, I don't own a unicorn. This is, this is why this is important because one of these days somebody's going to find a unicorn and they're going to turn it into sausage and that's going to become part of my pizza. Okay. So you want to send pizzas over the electric wires across the globe and you want to be able to include, and I believe unicorn murder actually curses the person who kills the unicorn. But besides that, you're saying we're going to find the unicorn, you're going to package it up into a bunch of packets, send it over the internets, and then you're supposed to just eat it? You're like, Yaz is going to receive it? This is what she's talking about? That, that's what we're talking about, yeah. So you've seen like the movie The Ring, and you know how like the girl kind of climbs out of the screen? Like, Imagine that, but with pizza. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to make a note to talk to the person who invites people on this show, because this is... Just absolutely ridiculous. How are you going to... Colin, explain this to me a little more. Elucidate this for me. That's the biggest word I've ever said in my life, Colin. What? How are you packaging up this unicorn? Or do it with a horse. Let's get the closest animal we got that actually exists. You got a horse, right? They they had horse in France. I mean, quantum mechanics, dude. You know, I thought it was obvious. I don't want to spell it out for you, Anthony, but come on. Okay, I, I kind of see what you mean then. We could use quantum computers. That that makes sense, you know, because I don't understand how they work. I'm I'm AL, not AI. Would you eat unicorn on your pizza? Assuming you know that the legend is that it curses you? Um, like, I'll be honest. Um, so, full disclosure, I did have a horse steak once in Montreal because it's part of the culture. Like, you can eat a steak. So, and I wasn't really a fan to be honest. Um, it's not a thing I would order again. So I don't imagine a unicorn just because it has a horn. It tastes any better. Okay, but you're like white rhino. rhino. I don't think it would taste any better. Kill in my a opinion. unicorn and you consume it, especially its blood, but I assume it's meat too. Nobody's even thought of doing that before Colin though, apparently. Uh, you know it curses you, right? So you're going to put that on a pizza and eat it? Yes, that's what you want to do? I don't believe it curses you. I think it heals you, no? Like the blood of a unicorn has healing power. But I only know that from Harry Potter. I'm not sure if it's accurate. But, but Anthony, isn't the problem like the killing the unicorn, right? So like this is why you need to be able to send it. Because A, it's hard to find unicorns and you need somebody else to be cursed. Like there's no curse about eating the unicorn, is there? Okay, so what you're saying is you want to kind of decentralize the unicorn murder. You... Decentralize the curses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you fat cat sit in your ivory tower. You'll have somebody, you know, in an, maybe another another country go and kill the unicorn for you. And you'll just consume the meat. Ideally. Yeah. 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 I mean, let them like pollute themselves with curses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I know a bunch of guys down in Sichuan that are really happy to do this for like, you know, toss them a couple bucks here and there. That's a really powerful way of decentralization. Really. It removes the curse. It delocalizes the cursing. That's Precisely. really interesting. Okay, then. So enough about unicorns. Let's move on to our next topic. 
uh, what are some examples of maybe D pi versus C pi? And what I mean by that is decentralized pizza versus centralized pizza. Uh, where do you draw the line? And maybe this time we'll start with Colin. Oh man, where do you draw the line on, on D pi versus C pi? Um, well, look, at the end of the day, we're going to start putting lots of things in and we're going to have to start sharding our like pizzas out. Um, and that, that's okay. And at the end of the day, as long as Joe Lubin's footing the bill, like it's, it's deep high, right? That's a little on the nose, Colin. Let's just stick to pizza. Well, Joe Lubin likes pizza. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm saying as long as the guy picks up the, the cost for the pizza, I'm fine with that. I assume he does. Uh, so in your opinion, then centralization is fine in pizza as long as somebody's paying for it. That that's basically it. As long as you know, um, a it's it's got unicorn sausage, and b somebody else paid for it. That's that's decentralized. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. And, and if I can get rich out of it, I guess that's a that's a third requirement. Yeah, free pizza tastes good anyway. So who cares hmm. if it's decentralized or centralized or whatever? As long as it tastes good, right? Well, decentralization is like a spectrum, right? Is it? Is it called? That, that's that. You know, it works for me. As long as somebody else is paying for it, obviously. And then, you know, what you put on top of it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I could see that. And then, Yaz, uh, would you like to comment maybe on either Colin's standards or what your own ideas on this is? Yeah, let me comment on my own ideas. Um, so I mentioned before um, the AVPN and Buffalo Cheese. Um, so the AVPN is, I don't know like how to pronounce it in Italian, but basically... It's an association for the um, Neapolitan pizza, like what is a true Neapolitan pizza. And basically what they do is they go all around Italy and they tell people what they can or cannot call a margarita pizza. Like if you don't use a specific type of cheese for the margarita, you legally cannot call it a margarita in Italy. And what it turns out is um, it's sort of like an arrangement they have with the buffalo cheese farmers where um, they try to, you know, like a deal, like that way the buffalo cheese farmers, you know, they profit and, you know, the AVPN can like enforce the law and, you know, probably get a cut out of that profit. Right. Um, so that to me is basically like this, like the classical CPI, where you have a centralized pizza organization telling other um, pizzerias who are by their nature decentralized because, you know, business is decentralized in that way, telling them what they can or cannot call a pizza. And if they can't, if they don't call it, you know, the way they should, then, you know, they they get a lot of issues in Italy and stuff. And I know the AVPN. What are, what are, the, what are the issues that this pizza organization causes? Excommunication from the church you know, sanctioned by the Pope himself. By the Pope? Yeah, the Pope. I mean, he's Italian. Oh. Like, he's in Italy, you know. They they use his, like, you know, powers to excommunicate people from their Pusilio Association. Okay, well... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Isn't is the Pope, like, got his own country? Can he, like, do his own pizza um, thing? He can, but then that would go against the AVPN because then, like, he's, like, the Vatican is literally in the middle of Rome, right? So I think it would cause a lot of problems between him and the AVPN. You make a good point. Okay, well, I just want to say then, if the Pope is endorsing this, then whatever the Pope says goes. 
There's there's no ways around this. So that, that's not very that's Pope not wants very decentralized. centralized pizza. I'm changing my opinion. Yeah, because I didn't realize that this was endorsed by the Pope. Yeah, I just thought these were a bunch of fugats. Yeah. Um, the thing is, in Italy, a lot of the pizzeria owners they follow the AVPN. So historically, the Pope never excommunicated anyone. The problem becomes when it goes global, right? When the AVPN tries to enforce uh, their rules and like. America or like Europe and stuff, and then I think you'd have more flexibility by you know rejecting the AVPN and stuff because, um, like the excommunication laws of the Pope, they're only local to like Italy and stuff. He can't really excommunicate people from like the U.S. in middle Brooklyn because it's way out of his you know jurisdiction. I don't, I don't think so. All Italians, yeah, as you're not Italian, so you don't realize this, but all Italians are under exclusive jurisdiction of the Pope. Like, that just. But hold on, me. Anthony. In France, we had our own Pope. So, like, which Pope? The Italian like, Pope. We forked the, real the Pope. One, Colin. No, no, no. The real ones in France. We forked the Pope. No, like, the real like, one, we, were, we were like Pope Classic. In, you, we were like Pope in, Classic here. <laughs> yeah, you're Pope Classic, and the real Pope that everybody acknowledges is the pope is in italy so, so, you, so you're saying it's based on people's acknowledgement rather than the fact that they followed the old rules of, of peopledom yeah this is the real pope okay colin there's really like okay, it's, okay, it's okay. clear as day okay. that the real pope is located in italy in the vatican because of the the, the vatican foundation okay okay got it and and if the vatican just decided hey we're gonna pick a new pope tomorrow because like we were just feeling feisty that'd be cool too uh, yeah, as long as it was following the rules of Pope picking, you know, they do the votes, they throw them in the fire. Do they do that in France? Uh, you know, they, I don't know if they do so much fire anymore because it's like a health hazard and that kind of stuff. The conclave, oh, you're looking for the conclave. Yeah. The conclave's one. All right, Colin. Uh, well, you I, can, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing it out know, there, you guys. You like... worshipping false idols or whatever it is, but... Over here, and we should really get back to DeepPi because this is what the podcast is. About. I think it all kind of comes, yeah. you know, one and the same. They're very linked, according to, to yeah, what for yes, sure. I just want to like wrap up my point. So basically, that's the difference between CPI and DeepPi. Where with CPI, you have like the AVPN enforcing the rules, and everyone has to follow. And DeepPi, while like the problem with CPI is obvious, you have a centralized power with DPI, the problem become you have when you have a permissionless system that is widespread in terms of anything goes in your pizza making then you have a lot of good flavors which is great i mean globally i mean you have that thing in chicago like the deep dish i don't know like it's like a lasagna but they called it a pizza and you know we're okay with that and then you have like weirder thing like hawaiian and if you go to japan uh, sushi pizza so you have like a spectrum like within decentralization of pizza where you have really good hits and you have really bad ones. So it's a trade-off that you got to make. Okay, so let's get into that a bit. And it kind of brings us into our next topic. You just mentioned Chicago pizza. Uh, you're talking about Chicago-style deep dish pizza. Is that correct? Right, yeah. Okay, so... Obviously, you know, pizza is a popular thing. Pe people can't really help themselves but try to say this thing is a, a miracle in food art and I got to try and make one better. And as far as your you guys is concerned, and maybe as you could talk to this first, is 
which of these pizzas are the standard? Like, which is the which is the pizza that is the pizza, and every other pizza is trying to just kind of copy it, kind of build on its success, but at the same time, it's not able to achieve it. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm very opinionated about that. Um, I think the pizza margarita is like the standard. It's, it's like the most essential best recipes where you have like like the mixture of like cheese and like tomato sauce and basil and um if you like i think any pizzeria chef if you can't make a margarita you don't deserve to make any other kind of pizza so it's a- okay yes i got another question why do you say margarita and then you said margarita um because i was trying to go with the italian way of calling it but then i realized you know i never, never really grew on me Okay, that's fair. And I kind of said it in Spanish, oh. too. So. <laughs> no, it's like an Italian way of saying it. Or what I would imagine the Italian way of saying it. I did a lot of, like, the hand gestures while saying it. Yeah, but we're, we're not on work. Yeah, but, like, I just so, wanted to emphasize. Okay, and that... I, 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 I got it. This pizza margarita, where's it, where's it located? Like, where, where's the original margarita pizza from? Where's it really, like... Like the genesis. Out? Yeah. Where's its major usage? Because obviously in Chicago and, and everything, they don't even know what they're doing. But like, where's 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 the margarita? So I might not be accurate in where it is originally from, but I think it came from like Napoli in Italy. That was like the genesis, um, like the first uh, iteration of it. Um, the fact checkers can correct me if I'm wrong, but um. That's where it came from. The problem with the margarita is um, it got stagnated in Italy because of the AVPN, like, enforcing all the rules and stuff. Um, So what I would say is, like, the next generation of the margarita within New York specifically is my favorite. Like, way better than in, like, uh, what do you call it? In Napoli or any other part of Italy. Okay, so then you're saying pizza doesn't need rules. Uh, Colin, maybe you could pontificate on that point. Does pizza need I, rules? Pizza, pizza needs a lot of things. Rules, I don't know. Um, I think at the end of the day, pizzas kind of follow where, where there's the most interest. And, and I, I just looked this up online, so it's absolutely 100% factual uh, and based in lots of research. The, the most pizza consumed uh, in any country per capita is actually Norway. So if you ask where the the actual pizza is, my answer is going to be Norway, uh, not because of about? rules. That can't be right. Where's the sauces? Per capita is different. No, your sauces. Your sauces. Your tomatoes. Your your olives. Your, I'm your sorry. There's a, there's a slide share here um, by Pizzaiolo uh, Limited, which sounds like a pretty pretty good source. Um, and they definitely point out Norway is the highest per capita uh, pizza consumption in the world. Colin, but, I'm saying sauce, not sauce. I want to know where your sauces are from. Where, where, where are my sauces? Are you using San from? Marzano? Or what, like, what, do you, what do you put in your sauce? What do you put in your sauce? What do I put in? What do I put in? What, you know, whatever yeah. you can find, it's decentralized, man. Like whatever local thing you can come up with, right? Like it could be unicorn sauce um it, it could be a pizza like out of a jar like you like uh you know whatever you want and and more importantly than just what you're putting in i think the quantities are also important because a lot of people like they go really low and little, really light on the sauce 
And to me, that's not even pizza, right? You hear what I'm saying, right, Anthony? Well, you know, pe- okay, I'm going to address a couple of things there because I was getting a little offended, but I was on mute. So luckily I've had a moment to calm down and you didn't actually hear the worst of it. But when it comes, you just said that I prefer my pizza sauce from a jar. Is that what you said, Colin? Uh, it may have been. Yeah. You are you imp- are you implying that I go into the store and I just you know I pick up that batoli sauce or the worst the ragu I pick up ragu off the shelf and I put it in my I put it in my car and I take it home and I put it on a piece of pizza. I, I think you go into a pizzeria in between. I, th- I think they put it on for you. I I bring ragu sauce into a pizzeria with me and I say put this. Look, there, there is a rumor. Look, look, I, I don't want to get in your face. I'm just I'm just this is what I hear. OK, Colin. Well, we're going to we're going to get off that right now. OK, I'm going to I'm going to calm down a little bit. I'm going to send it over to Yaz. Yaz, what's in your sauce? What do you like to put in a sauce that's not unicorn blood and whatever other satanic things Colin puts in his sauce? Uh, Yeah. So believe it or not, once upon a time, I did make my own margarita and. I think what I put in the sauce, in the tomato sauce, um, black peppers and like some sort of like cream cheese, but it was not cream cheese, but it had the texture of cream cheese. So it made it more like a rosé kind of sauce. But yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, there's only a couple things you put in sauce. You put in tomatoes, you put in olive oil, you put in basil, and you may put a little salt and pepper. And you don't put anything else in. What about oregano? And you don't buy it in a store in a bottle labeled ragu. All right? Just, just you know, like, we got to get off the sauce. Okay. Colin, in your opinion, which nobody should trust, uh, what elements of a pizza or its production can and can't be decentralized? Uh, I, I think all of it just is decentralized by nature, right? I don't have to come to Anthony to ask him whether I can put ragu sauce on my pizza, do I? So so clearly... No, but you probably should seek my advice. I, I probably should. Um, cheese, well, I mean, look, I'm in, I'm in the only country that knows how to make cheese in France, so, like, naturally, you guys are wrong. Um, we're also better at making bread, so naturally you must be better at making the crust. So, I mean, it's, we can argue whether, you know, pizza from New York is any good. Um, but at the end of the day, we make the best ingredients that are important. And then the sauce comes from Italy or someplace like that. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I could see, I, I could see you know, you, you're still making your little comments there, Colin. It's not, it's, it's really, it's not nice to do that to your host. I, I love you, though. Anyway, anyway, yes, how do you feel about that? Like, what parts of pizza can or can't be decentralized? What's your attitudes on what can or can't be in sauce? You know, take it with um, what you I think, like, the most important part that has to be centralized in a pizza is, um, what do you call it, the passion that you bring into baking your own pie. Because if there's not a lot of love when you're making your own pie, like, even though the rest of the concept are decentralized, um, your pizza turns out to be awful, and you're better off with a sea pie slice so the centralized part has to be your passion because you're the only one that can provide it okay so you're saying we can't decentralize you can't decentralize passion Mm. um i guess unless you're an orgy or something i don't 
Yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. A, a pizza orgy, you could probably decentralize the passion a bit, but that's not even decentralized. You're one I location. guess maybe like a football huh. team, like, you know, decentralized passion because everyone wants to win, but it sort of is from a high level centralized because if you attribute it only to the team itself and not the individual players. But I think I'm overthinking it. No, no, I think that's a good point. I think that's a uh, area of deep high research that hasn't really been explored yet. It's really like that's you're right. That's a that's a key core component of your pizza. If it doesn't have passion, it could have the best ingredients in the world, but it's not going to taste good. Bring up some good, good points there, uh, Colin. What what do you what do you take on passion and pizza? Uh, I I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with uh, with Yaz here. Like I think passion is incredibly important, um, and that's that's why you know having unicorns is such a big part of pizza. Well. That's incredible. You know, 26 minutes in, we actually all agree on something, and that's amazing. Uh, took less time than I thought it would to throw that unicorn comment, though. So let's just move on. Uh, so imagine the situation. Okay, this is just a general scenario. If your friend creates a decentralized pizza and gives it to you, and are you able to validate whether or not that pizza was actually produced in a decentralized or centralized way? Uh Yes, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I guess if you have a QR code on the pizza box or whatever, I think that sort of verifies it. But, like, I mean, the funny thing about QR codes and NFT in general is that you can slap it on anything and it can tell you anything you want it to tell you. So you're only verifying what people are already adding to that information, and it's not really true verification. Yeah, of course. Uh, Colin, what, what are your thoughts? I, I think right? it's important does, to... Does, does a QR code suffice? I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I, I've never seen a QR code that adequately conveys the passion in the pizza, coming back to our, our previous discussion. I think that's important. Um, and unless unless you've got a good algorithm for getting passion into a QR code, uh, it, it seems a bit weak. Like, it's very hard to, to check back. The end of the day, like you, you probably just need a couple of trusted counterparts to tell you whether passion was made along the way. Yeah, but I'm talking about the actual production of the pizza because we all agree passion is necessary, but it's a centralized component. How do you validate the other decentralized components? Like, was the sauce only made by one person? The cheese, the the toppings, and stuff, which you should go pretty light on in general. No, like, you shouldn't. Yeah. Hey, um... 40, oh, 45 okay. ounces of, of ragu sauce, sorry, is, is just the way that I like to have my pizza. In where? Chicago? Uh, definitely, definitely wherever, because eating pizza in Chicago is way too centralized. I think I think we can all agree here, Chicago is too centralized. Yeah, I personally like to be on a train when I'm eating pizza. This way I could travel far and be in a lot of different locations between each bite. I, I like to be on a boat, personally. On, on a boat. boat? No, you shouldn't do that. That's where you could lose your pizza. And then you won't be able to report it later. Yeah, but you know, then the 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 AVPN can't come after me either. You think they don't own boats? I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're the the AVPN. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, not only do they own boats, but they can bury your like they can drown your pizza for you. So better watch out for them. Like they can take it on a boat ride and just like throw your pizza in the water, and nobody was ever gonna find your pizza again. But can they find you like in a train? I think your best bet is just to fly out while you eat the pizza. That's like, you're going to be in multiple flyover states at the same time. No one would be able to track you. Like Illinois? Yeah, like Illinois. Yeah, see, it's too centralized. I think we all agree here, right? Yeah, so the maximal 
decentralization than for pizza is on a plane because you're covering the most ground? Well, or... a spaceship should be okay, though, right? Yeah, I guess a spaceship would be good. I don't know. It would be good if you have the option while you're on this one vessel to kind of move off onto other ones. So, you know, like, like the a... boats have life rafts or planes, I guess, if you had a parachute or something. This way, if somebody started centralizing your pizza while you're up there at 35,000 feet, you could say, well, that's it. I'm out. Uh, yeah, like, but I think I think we're all clear that, like, whatever the pizza is, in order for it to be truly decentralized, it's not just about looking back in time. It's about consuming while in motion. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. And I actually find myself agreeing with you, which I wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't guess. I will, I will uh, teletransport you a uh, unicorn sausage as soon as I come across one on your pizza. Okay, thank you. Please use quantum computing like that, yeah. to do that. So next, what's everybody's opinion on Chicago deep dish lasagna? What what is, what do people think about that? Um, I've had it in what do you call it in Tokyo. That's the first time I came across the deep dish, and I was not really impressed. I was like, whatever they're doing in Chicago, they gotta stop it right now. Yeah, I had I had it once in Chicago. At a, I was I was kind of forced to. I was very hungry, and it was the only thing catered. I I gotta say, I wasn't impressed either. See, I just disagree with you guys. I also had it in Chicago. I, I mean, we can argue whether it was pizza. Uh, it was certainly not deep high, um, but I thought it was tasty. It was good enough. What about it made it not deep high? I mean, we we, we established in Chicago, like Chi Town is is not exactly decentralized, right? Yeah, it is one location. Yeah. But New York is uh, technically you know, one location. Yeah. But New but York has five years, kind of right? So it's kind of like spread out. And then you have New Jersey where you can like offload a lot of like the crap you don't want. Did you call New York's five boroughs yeah, bureaus? bureaus? <laughs> That's what I heard. Oh, boroughs. Yeah, boroughs. I, I was using the I, French I word that, for um, bureaus, like the Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. I heard the the best pizza in in the Northeast actually came from New Jersey. I don't believe that's true. I've actually heard that in the Northeast, in like New Haven, that pizza is actually pretty good. I, I've heard it's good as well. Possibly better than than in New York City. And actually, can we talk about that? Is the well, best pizza in New York actually in New York City? Oh, you mean like in Manhattan, as opposed to the other bar, or as as opposed to like the rest of the state, Brooklyn? Yeah, compared to the rest of the state. The five boroughs that compose New York are gonna have the best pizza in that entire state. The rest, the rest of New York might, is, might as well not exist. Well, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, except Long Island. I so like Long what? Island. I don't wow. mind Long Island. Long Island. You mean like Brooklyn? I mean beyond Brooklyn, you can like you know it's pretty no. long of an island. Brooklyn and Queens are not part of Long Island. Okay, let's just let's just forget that. That's like saying. Because the U.S. is on Earth, it's part of France. Does that make any sense? No, <laughs> it doesn't. So, so where where does Long Island start? It starts at the border of Queens. Which border? The border that they drove. Oh, like the east, the, the east side, the, the east side. Like, like out by the airport. What do you mean? I, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what you mean. You, you, you've taken an airplane, it right? It starts at the border. They draw a border on the map, Colin. Bring up Google Maps. Use your, use your internet research and skills. I do. So so yeah. 
but that don't mean anything. Does, does that mean it's on Long Island? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Queens is not the capital of Long Island, so then what, what is? New New York. <laughs> New York is named for a place in England or something. It's named for York. New Jersey is the same thing. Like you can, ha- you can have a Long Island city in Queens, and it could have nothing to do with Long Island. So, so there, there's a couple of airports in in Queens, right? So there's like JFK Airport. You been there? Yeah, but that's like kind of in Brooklyn. Okay. So if you head east of there, what's that? Uh, east of Brooklyn. JFK. Okay. Okay. Oh no 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 no! I'm 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 I don't know my directions, Colin. It's it's east. You go east of that. I don't I don't know. So why why here's what I want to know. Why is New Jersey still there? Like why why haven't what do you mean? we gotten rid of New Jersey? Like if the pizza's not as good, if if New Haven's well, better, I mean, we've tried. Like, why doesn't New Haven Pizza just take over the whole region? Because it's too far away from New York. Nobody's going to go there. And, like, the trains in New York to go to New Haven, even though, like, really short distance, um, they're really slow. They're probably, like, a quarter of the speed of, like, trains in Europe. It's the shelling point, Colin. Like, why 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 does everybody eat that style of pizza in New York? Why do they prefer it? Because it's all there. Like, there's nobody up over in the rest of it like it's the like center York is it yeah it's the center it's it's the sauce it's the sauce it's, it's, it doesn't sound sauce. very sen- like it doesn't sound very decentralized yeah, no because it's open source you know you can go out of new york you're open and free to go out but most people just choose to use the the, the good so one. so manhattan or brooklyn pizza Brooklyn. Yeah, I would go with Brooklyn. That's not even a question. You were telling me the other day, yeah, that the best pizza was like in downtown. I didn't say that. I said um, the best pizza within proximity. Oh, that's oh. what I meant. So, how long it's, does it take to get from like man, like downtown to a good pizza place in Brooklyn? Um, maybe like twenty yeah, minutes. And a half. Yeah, it's not too it's bad. Worth it. But aren't the trains like really it's bad out there? It. They're really bad. Uh, let's not talk about the MTA because yeah, I don't MTA think we'll ever stop talking about the MTA. So. No, no, the MTA is a really good example of the problems of centralization because people got centralized around this one system that previously was two and then merged. And now everybody just has this crappy service and people don't even realize how terrible it is. And you go to any other country in the world and it's way better. So, yeah, like the MTA is a great example of how centralization can destroy your transportation industry or can basically just destroy your pizza too. Because if you only had Elio's making pizza, you know, you'd have terrible pizza and you'd be like, all pizza's crap. So you bring up an interesting point there. Like um, the U.S. does have really, really bad like ways to move around, which is unfortunate. Um, Here they just go on strike all the time. So we don't really know if they're any good or not. Um, We'd like to find out someday. Everything seems like you just move up and down in a straight line in New York. Like, I'm not a New Yorker. I've spent a couple of months in New York, but I'm not a New Yorker. And it just feels like you're constantly sitting on trains going north to south. I didn't even realize Brooklyn exists until after I'd been there for like a month. Well, Brooklyn is kind of like it's southeast. So, yeah. But like up and down. Mostly going north and south. Yeah, we don't we don't another have problem centralization. Like the other way. Another another yeah. problem with centralization. You, you can't have you a know, train going from Brooklyn directly yeah. to Queens. You'll have to go to Manhattan and then go back to Queens because it's centralized. Yeah, and because the MTA sucks. So I want to know more about that and how DPI can fix the MTA because I, I've been told DPI fixes everything. Oh yeah, because if you bribe them with a lot of pizza, they might actually do their job eventually. But I don't know. I feel like they just keep on eating and not doing anything. Can we do any kind of like crowdfunding around doing that? Like, 
getting lots of pizza together, lots of people contributing towards uh, getting the pizza to get MTA to do their jobs? Um, we can do that, right. Um, but I feel like we've already been doing that with everyone's taxpayer dollars that is not being used properly. But taxation is theft. So this I'm talking about slightly different. So just write in the DPI protocol, just like creating some kind of, you know, piece of this that you can put, put pizza in and then get representational ownership of the pizza that you can trade around. You see where I'm going here? Yeah. Like that's the reason that we're doing all this is to fix the MTA. So you can get to the pizza quicker. Okay. I mean, why not? So you just want to make a token. Well, clearly you've just been describing your, your problems about uh, the MTA and how you're like kept from getting to your pizza. So I've identified a problem, a legitimate problem. Anthony, distant yeah. from pizza, time to get to pizza. And I'm saying, and Yaz has said, right, if we have more money going to the right thing, then we can fix that problem. And what I'm I'm here saying is like let's collect money so that Anthony can get to pizza. Okay, guys. So I think we've quite a discussed quite a lot here. Uh, maybe we should probably wrap up the episode in a little bit. Do any of you have any final comments on DPI and CPI? Any things that you're working on that you haven't managed to plug um, yet? I, I think we were talking about working on the the maker dough. Uh, this was our. This was like the first step in being able to send pizza through the internet, of being able to lock up these pizza tokens and uh, issuing pizzas out through that. So I, I don't know, Yaz, if you want to talk about some of the technical uh, aspects of that. Yeah, the makerdos are very sophisticated um, architecture in terms of how you would want to implement it worldwide. Um, basically, it. It uses a really specific sort of ingredient within the quantum computer in order to make MakerDough. So you use uh, CBD oil, which is like, it's like, think of it as like the fuel that is running your MakerDough for you. Um, so part of our pitch is we're talking to CBD companies in order to get a good deal on CBD oil for your MakerDough and stuff. And that's like the most uh, challenging uh, technical aspect because it's more of a you know distribution problem rather than like an implementation problem. And um, we've also raised a lot of money from from VC funds because they really like they they find it very important to uh, give back to the community and decentralize these things and not have business models that can be constraining like Domino's or other pizza chains. Wait, wait a second. Okay, so what what makes make a Make a dull decentralized here. You you put in CBD and quantum, in it and you got some money and quantum. Oh, it's it's, it's a layer two solution. Decentralized. The rest is kind of like yeah, it's a layer two solution, like a second yeah. layer. Like it's kind of like a like birthday you can have cake a pizza on top of a pizza, or like a wedding cake where you have like layers, like a birthday pizza. So if you were to put a bunch of layers, and you could, yeah, you could cover it in uh, what's that ricotta sauce, you know, the, um, one, the, like the one that they put in the cannolis. Like the custard in the cannoli? You can make a pizza like that. You can put the cannolis. Yeah, 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 you get the idea. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, you the idea, though. Yeah, the custard. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I will like that, actually. I'd like to try that. And so the CBD, though, like, what, what, what is that? That, that just makes you, it makes you high? Make, makes you think it's a good idea? And so CBD is more for painkiller. And stuff from um, muscle relaxant and stuff that's really popular with like a cancer patient and survivors and people recovering from injuries. The reason we use uh, CBD oil is because after every time like the maker dough is generating via quantum computers, 
a new piece on, you know, transmitting it globally, it kind of wears out a little bit and the CBD oil helps it in recovery. Like, like a, imagine it like a computer fan that is cooling down your computer. This CBD, I still don't get it. I had a question, but I forgot. So I apologize. Well, this has been a really great, really upsetting at times conversation. I'm really happy to to have have had probably both of you on here. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to have both of you on here. You both really like brought up a lot of good points, uh, gave a lot of good examples. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you all for joining and have a great day. And thanks to all our wonderful care, listeners out there, all three of you. I. Have a good one.